1: More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really?
0: Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?
1: I never win and tell.
0: Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm a little bit of everything. I'll roll into
1: one. Michelle podcast yeah what What? Justin is here with me hi Justin hello Michelle (laughs) how are you doing today
0: I am fantastic I am excited for uh, Thanksgiving even though I don't know if you heard on the show today Mm -hmm. uh, we are recording this on the day before Thanksgiving but Handel mentioned it no short of 77 times that uh, we will be working, you excluded, obviously, Yes, and he will, be not, there he will was, not be.
1: Yes, he will not be working, because yeah. he doesn't work on Jewish holidays, Christian holidays, or Thanksgiving, <laughs> which I find ironic, because he should be the one working Christmas, because yes. he's the one who doesn't believe in Christmas. It's just my opinion, but he's handled, so he gets to take the time off, and he's earned it. Yeah. I'll give it to him. Get some. I almost had to work the day after Thanksgiving. Just, what happened? Just because, you know, people are on vacation or taking time off and Rebecca's me, gone.
0: Do you need me to talk to somebody? Do they no. not know who Michelle Cube is?
1: They know who I am. All right, good. But sometimes I have to work on holiday. Oh, you have holiday. to remind
0: them. Oh, sometimes you have to work on
1: No, sometimes I have to work on a holiday. I'm not, you know, too good to work on a holiday. I've just been doing it a long time. Like, there became a time over the years where I went, I've worked every Thanksgiving and every day after Thanksgiving for X amount of years. It's about time I get to take the time off. Yeah. But now that Rebecca is gone, Rebecca, for those of you who don't know, was my co-producer for a very long time. Um, She is moving to North Carolina. That bitch. (laughs) Now we could say it,
0: right? We could just say say everything we really feel about her. So
1: uh, and I miss her very much, but uh, yeah. So now it's going to be harder for me to take time off because it's not always easy to get someone who could. Not that Handel's difficult to work with. I what? don't want to say that. No! There, it's, it's hard sometimes to find somebody who can do the things that Handel needs them to do during the show and... and especially uh, where... Without freaking thing. out. Let's put it that way.
0: Anybody who listens to the show, especially if you tune into the six o'clock hour, you could hear him do two minutes on how come Bender is not sitting in the spot where he should yes. be sitting. Now, again, that's not saying Handel is difficult. What that is, is is that is saying, here is an example, a very small microcosm of what it is his personality. So what Rebecca provided is you could slide out, go out to Vegas, have some yeah. fun times, right? Mm-hmm. And everything would kind of smoothly work itself out. Exactly. Yeah.
1: It, so, it, it, but it takes a long time to find that person who can who can be me when I'm gone and handle is comfortable with. And it took time. I mean, Sharon used to do it when she worked for me, and then uh, Rebecca did it. But now I'm without that person now, and I need to find someone fast because the magic Mike thing oh, is coming up in March, and I'm taking the Friday night yeah, off, man. Friday off, after the uh, inaugural night oh, of Magic Mike Live! Oh. oh! There's going to be so many banana hammocks in your face! Mm. Oh! Yeah, so I need to find... I Listening need to, apps! You <laughs> need to make... Pleasure trails the pubes <laughs> galore! To make sure I find somebody who can handle handle for the Friday that I'm going to be gone... Uh, for that magic mic thing i'll handle him yeah i'm not missing it
0: i could i could throw down with handle <laughs> What could possibly go wrong
1: so yeah it is thanksgiving we're looking uh right at right thanksgiving right down the throat of the turkey right now
0: pretty sure that's not a phrase
1: i don't even know i i i'm worried right now because i sent my husband to go pick up the turkey
0: i'm sorry what now
1: okay <laughs> and i felt really bad about this yesterday for the last couple of years, we haven't made our own turkey. We've had the turkey made, and then we just heat it up just because it's easier, and then we do all the sides and stuff.
0: I, I know. I'm it, sorry the turkey's not I'm, that
1: hard to make. It I, really isn't no. that hard.
0: You're, you like slice garlic and make your own You don't yeah. even call it uh, spaghetti sauce. You call it gravy.
1: Right. Well, it's gravy if it's got meat in it, and yes. it's red sauce if it doesn't have meat in it. I rest my
0: either. case. Crush so, it! Yeah, that's For those Gaiadami, that don't know, yeah,
1: Guy one it was, of my I said, do you use a garlic it? press? He goes Press it. it. No, pardon. no, no. Pardon me. No, Guy Adami, who is on a wake-up call every uh, Tuesday and Thursday for the business buzz. He's a fellow, well, New Jerseyan, pardon me. New Yorker. You there pa- he is. Pardon me. You there? You still got gotcha? you?
0: <laughs> no. Yeah. Here's he has this thing
1: about the garlic, and as every good Italian knows, you have to do the garlic exactly like they do it in Goodfellas when they slice it with a razor blade.
0: So, but here's what I'm saying. You just said yes. you have the turkey made. Yeah. And then you would just heat it up. So what you're saying is it would be a a turkey that is cooked elsewhere and and maybe arrives at above room temperature and you just kind of rewarm it? Or it's a raw turkey filled with stuffing?
1: It's a turkey that's fully cooked, like rotisserie style, by the little tiny gourmet uh, grocery store up the the street from our house. Okay. And then they give it to you. Like, we go get it today. And then tomorrow we put it in the oven and we heat it up. And that's and then, what he's
0: doing. He's fetching that turkey, or he's, go, he's you're going, going full-blown raw?
1: No, he's going to get that turkey, the cooked turkey, uh-huh. that we'll, we will reheat for tomorrow morning. Well, tomorrow afternoon, whenever we eat. And not that I can't trust my husband to go do things, but he gets very frustrated very easily. And I told him last night, I said, you have to go pick – could you please do me a favor? And he hates when I say, do me a favor. So I have to thing because he, he says the way I say it sometimes. I'm like, do me a favor. Don't do that. Do me a favor. Stop messing with the groceries. <laughs> so he doesn't like the phrase. Do me a favor. I, I need is to it find because another it because it comes with
0: a negative thing or is it because here's what he, I he, get angry yes. at when you are asking a question, but meaning a statement like you're passive aggressively telling I him you need think, him to do something. Yes, I
1: think that's what
0: he, that you are wrong and he is right.
1: that That is true. I will admit to this. So I asked him if he could go and pick up the turkey today. I said, you have to go pick it up at 11. Just go and give them our name and my phone number, my cell phone number, and they'll have the turkey and the gravy, the turkey gravy, not the Italian gravy, and the cranberry sauce. And that's all there is because we do all of our own sides. So we need you to go pick it up at 11. He said, okay. And I said, so you have to go up to the little grocery store over at Howie's and you have to go to the butcher counter and you're going to have to take a number. He's like, take a number? (laughs) Because my husband doesn't have a lot of patience for working, like, for a regular busy grocery store now that he's worked at Costco, which is, like, crazy busy. So, I said, you, you, I told him, like, four times yesterday. So, he's not upset and, at the
0: uh, instruction. He's no, upset at the fact that take at, a number implies there will be waiting involved. He, no,
1: he's upset at both. <laughs> Got it. One, he's upset because he thinks that I need to tell him four times to do something because apparently I'm under the impression that when he tells me to do something, he doesn't. To which Uh-oh. I bring up the story of the plant that died out on the patio. Oh, don't
0: talk about the dead plant. Not that on the podcast. I
1: told him oh. to take off the patio several months ago, and he said, yeah, I'll do it. Oh. And he never did, and then I threw it away, and then he got upset because I threw it away because he said it wasn't dead, but it was really dead.
0: It was hibernating?
1: It was a mandevilla. Like it was a beautiful plant when it was alive.
0: So if I know plants, I know what a mandevilla is? Yeah. Okay, because I thought friends. you just curse out your husband in Italian.
1: No. And so so I don't know where I get this impression that he might not do some things that I ask him to do when I say, hey, could you take the trash out? And it's still there four days later.
0: Anybody else pick it up on this passive aggression <laughs> on this podcast?
1: Anyway, he said he would go pick up the turkey, so I appreciate that. Because we're going up to my mom's. We're going to be spending time at my mom's new place. So it'll be first holidays in my mom's new place, which is really cool. Um, and it'll be me and my husband, and my brother, and my sister-in-law, and my mom. Just a little bit, couple of us.
0: So you don't have the family tension. You don't have the awkwardness.
1: No, there'll be tension if because if I go to no the oh the uh-oh. rule the rule tomorrow is going to be, and my mother doesn't know this yet, that there's no Fox News allowed. <laughs> That's a thing. My, my mom has this con. My mom used to be a Democrat, and then I don't know. At, w- at what point she switched, but at some point she switched, which is fine. I mean, I, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. I'm a little more on the conservative side than anything you else. You get older, probably. you get money, yeah, and like then, I'm, uh,
0: you don't want to give it away.
1: Maybe. Exactly. That's probably very true. But she has this constant need to have Fox News on in the background. And as much as I've told her, listen, they're just like everybody else. They're like CNN. You can't believe half of what CNN says. You can't believe half of what Fox News says because it's biased one way or another. But no, of course, they're not biased. They tell the truth all the time. So, but it's a constant thing. And when, when she went to visit, we all went to visit my sister back in New York. I actually told my sister, you should like ban the channel from here so that she can't find it
0: have it blocked
1: yeah i block it at my house when she comes to bed she's like where's fox news i'm like oh it's not there
0: how (laughs) ironic that you have a parental control for your parents
1: (laughs) exactly that's so great so the rule will be that you know if you want to put football on that's fine football is perfectly appropriate for uh thanksgiving a political there's no there should be no political discussion at thanksgiving because it just ends up in somebody getting mad
0: who's on the opposite end of the spectrum of uh your mom my mother and my
1: husband Oh. And not that my husband necessarily disagrees with He's a hippie her. liberal? No, he's not a hippie liberal. With his log
0: hair? It is- no.
1: But what he <laughs> is, is he's he's a guy who reads past the headline. My mom has a tendency to just read the headline and believe the headline and just kind of repeat the headline. And my husband looks into stuff and can point out things that are inconsistent or that the headline might be slightly misleading. And she doesn't like that. <laughs> And then Timothy, and, <laughs> don't you
0: understand that I am right in my house?
1: Yeah, and then you know it's a, anyway. It's it all ends up in good fun. They've never gotten a big, huge argument, but it ends up in very spirited discussions. And sometimes you just don't want to deal with that yes. on the holiday, especially coming off eat. of this
0: political climate. Yeah, you, you just, just... want
1: to eat and watch football and and just lay around and not really talk to people. <laughs>
0: Three games, I think, this, day, to, uh, this yeah, Thanksgiving. Yeah, I, th- I think there's at least out two,
1: if not three, that are on. So it should be pretty good Thanksgiving. And what happens on Thanksgiving and every other holiday, and this has happened for as long as I can remember since I've been an adult, is there's always been something that has come up, and I'm going to blame my husband for this because I think he's – brought it up most of the time
0: tim taking a lot of hits on this podcast
1: because my husband knows a lot of things about me that my mom or my parents didn't necessarily know like i would you know say hey you know when i was a kid i would do this and my parents didn't know okay here's the background to this
0: yeah you can't just leave that i
1: am the youngest child in the family i have a brother who is the oldest i have a sister who is the middle child and there's me my brother and i both look exactly like my mother Okay, so we all, you could tell looking at us from across the room, we're a family. My sister is the German side of the family. Blonde hair, blue eye, very pretty, my sister. And uh, and so she's the odd man now. <laughs> and what happened growing up was when my brother was born, first child, parents overprotective, can't, you know, can't do this or would let him do whatever he wanted, not knowing whether or not he was supposed to do it middle child comes a couple of years later so every
0: okay round two name something that's not boring
1: a laundry <sighs> Ooh, a book club computer solitaire huh
0: Ah, <sighs> oh, sorry we were looking for chumba casino that's right chumbacasino.com has over a hundred casino style games join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes
1: ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Everything that they did wrong with the first child, the yep. middle child gets the cutoff. You can't do this. You can't do that. You can't do this. Okay? So then she became rebellious and angry. <laughs> and then the third child comes, and by that time, they don't care. Well, do whatever you want you're not, nothing's going to happen to you. Just do whatever you want. And besides that, that, I was always a kid who sort of let my parents know whatever I was doing. So if I was at a friend's house and I would go to another friend's house, I'd call my mom and say, hey, we're going over to so-and-so's. She always knew like where I was. Because I knew that if I did that, then the air of suspicion would be off me and I could get away with a lot more stuff. So I did – I probably did a lot worse stuff than my sister ever did, but my sister always got caught, (laughs) and I never did. And so my parents didn't find out about a lot of the stuff I did until adult – until adulthood, until these holiday gatherings where my sister would make a comment saying, well, you got away with everything. And I'll go, yeah, remember that time when I told you I was here and I was really at this party and – so and so, so I would. So all these stories have come out. My mom's like, I had no idea. I didn't know you did that. I didn't know. I thought you were at her, Tina's house. I thought you were spending the night there. I was like, well, we were, but then we let, went to this college party. <laughs> we then
0: we stumbled upon a bag of heroin, and <laughs> the rest is
1: history. So, and my husband knows a lot of those stories. So sometimes he'll fan the flame at a, at a holiday gathering and just say, "Well, when you were this, you did that, didn't you?" And I'll be like, mm, I don't want you to bring that up. And then we get it. You know, anyway. It's, Can it's I know the fun. last
0: one, or is it so? Is it so dark? No, is I mean, it so seedy?
1: There's nothing really that dark. I mean, it wasn't that bad. So it's of a kid. So it's
0: like John Hughes movie. It's like, oh, we're sneaking out. We're ditching detention, yeah. and. Make it a ruckus. We're going to try and buy exactly. cigarettes underage and usual stuff.
1: I was probably the kid. Or
0: we're going over to a boy's house. You and well, a girlfriend would go over to a boy's. That was probably more of
1: it. Because but, but, I was definitely the child who had sex earlier than anybody else.
0: As far as overall. Like you didn't literally beat your brother and sister. You know what I'm saying? No,
1: what like you in a
0: foot race to have oh, no, sex, no. you didn't win. But as far as if you were to look at a timeline you in your to, own life. No,
1: if you were to look at the ages that we yes, each first yes. had sex, I was definitely the youngest by far by several years. Yeah. And But you might you wouldn't have known it. My mom probably didn't, <laughs> didn't think twice. I was like, listen, you made me really mad when we moved from New York to here. That's what you get. You get a kid who you think is real good. And did a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah,
0: but you're a great person trouble. now. I mean, I know I sound like a colossal kiss-ass, but you're a great person now. You grew up fine. You got I a did. nice marriage. That's
1: what I tried to tell my
0: mom. Yeah, what's their – like, so this is – but this to me still sounds like far, part of the – like, when my in-laws come mm-hmm. to town – and and it's Thanksgiving, there's just awkward tension constantly.
1: It's not that. Because in my, my mother-in-law
0: is chasing my wife around like she's one of our kids, mm-hmm. constantly seeking the attention of my wife. My wife is trying to either do what she wants to do and or interact with the kids, and then there's lots of passive-aggressive uh, comments there's, towards me. Yeah. There's, there's none nothing, of that. There's none of that. My like, My father-in-law loves him some CNN, though. That's what, when you were telling that story, it is on a loop. And as we all know, it's if you...
1: constant. Most
0: people don't know this, but CNN does play on a loop about every 30 minutes. They oh, They just yeah. play the same thing it's again. It's the
1: same thing over and over and but
0: over he, And he just watches it all day. Like, mm-hmm. I couldn't.
1: Yeah, no, neither could I. And that's what I'd like a break from, like, for the holidays. And, and like I said, it's all in good fun. Although this is the entire reason that my sister had four children and not three, because she didn't want to have a middle child. Because she was the middle child. She has
0: two middle children.
1: That's what I said. Yeah. I go, you basically have two middle children. She my, goes, no, I don't have a middle child. I my, have four children. They're all equal.
0: Yeah. <laughs> my wife has the That's same her. dumb logic where we had to either have two or we had to go four because right. she didn't She didn't like that there would be an odd person out. Right. Like, how does that even make a difference? Yeah, it
1: makes no sense. Like, you just have two middle children. Yeah. <laughs> like she, it or we, not. The, Also,
0: the only reason my younger son Jack is alive is because uh, Jacob needed to have a friend for when we die. That's the honest to goodness reason... <laughs> why my second son is alive seriously absolutely hilarious when my, when jacob was 18 months old i had a rough day with him and she worked full-time i was doing stand-up still and so i said listen i can't i can't do this again like i think this is it for me let's just dump all of our love all of our money into this one person mm-hmm. let's let's help reduce the population of the planet there's two of us only leaving behind one and then she she, she starts, goes i'm pregnant no close <laughs> She started crying. She started crying, which Aww. is my kryptonite. And I look at her. I go, "Why? Why are you crying?" And she goes,
1: "Well, I just... I want
0: him to have a buddy for when we die. I don't want him to be by himself Aww. when we die." Don't aw, that's crazy.
1: <laughs> it's sort of sweet.
0: No, it's not. It's stupid, <laughs> insane, is what it is. Like, he's never either, A, going to find a a partner or a spouse, whatever you want to call it, or he's not going to have any friends. Like,
1: (laughs) also. Totally alone in the world when his parents leave it.
0: And I would argue that if he was already going to be a shut-in, which is the only way he would spend the remainder of his days (laughs) alone, then his brothers are going to want to hang out with him either. (laughs) More than likely, his brother's going to be the yang to his yen and be out partying and doing keg stands when he's in his teens and developing charisma (laughs) and a personality. And not going to want to hang out with his hermit of a brother (laughs) that's a
1: good point right Uh, but no ended up with two and they're both great and they're both good kids they're really good kids i have to say they're very very i wish i could i wish i could compare i only have dogs Mm-hmm. So I can't compare. Please
0: No, let's play that game. <laughs> let's please compare. You have three dogs. Which do, do which the middle one? Is it uh, there's the younger one ignored? Princess
1: is the youngest.
0: Yeah. But Princess is literally the princess in your house.
1: Mm-hmm. Buffy's the oldest. Yeah. And then Roxy is the middle child. And she does act like the middle child, <laughs> I have to admit.
0: And that's the thing. I think the middle kid, in, in my knowledge, is kind of the one that more likely to get ignored.
1: Is yes. That, like and, and I wouldn't say that we ignore Roxy, but Buffy needs a lot more attention yes. and care. And Princess needs is a, a lot of attention because of the attention that Buffy gets. Like yes. she's not she demands the attention. Roxy will just sit there and wait for us to notice her. That's so like a middle <laughs> it is, kid. It's very, very true. Like, oh, it's like I love
0: a- this Oh, I almost broke the chair. I love this game. <laughs> what else? Because uh, they all have different personalities, right? They all right? Have
1: very different personalities. Um, they all, um, yeah, they all have really- Can they really all eat
0: the same food?
1: They yes. all eat the same dry food now, but no, Buffy, you know Buffy. Yeah. She just I never know what she'll eat. This morning she wouldn't eat anything. I, and I said, you're going to have to wait till I get home so I can figure out what you want to eat. Because she could, I gave her like three or four different choices this morning of things that she's been eating lately, and she turned her nose up at every one of them. But then she acted like she was still hungry. It's, was like,
0: yeah, see, it's the same thing.
1: Roxy will eat anything. So just put anything in front of Roxy, she'll eat
0: Because she's the middle kid. She's
1: the middle kid. She
0: knows that nobody's going to care.
1: She's like, I got to get it when I can get it. <laughs> and if I can get it from somebody else, I will.
0: But she's also the most even keel emotionally, right? Like She's, she's- the
1: most even keel emotionally. Princess has the highs and lows, and Buffy has the highs and lows, too. <laughs> And here's a funny story about what happened the other night. So up in the way it works in our bedroom, so we have a king-size bed, and on my side of the bed there's Princess's crate, and she sleeps in her crate. It's got blankets in it. It's got a bed in it. I have to block it off on the side so she can't see anybody else coming, otherwise she gets really upset. And Buffy sleeps on my husband's side of the bed uh, over in the corner where her bed is, and then we have a little – Gate to try to keep her confined at night so she's not wandering around all night and just hear that.
0: Yeah, the rustling. Yeah, the
1: rustling. And then Roxy. <laughs> Roxy's our Harry Potter. She sleeps in the closet so so we have a closet no! <laughs> we have a closet that runs the length of like one side of the wall it's just one of those long closets right? she went Not from a being the
0: middle kid to abuse stepchild yeah, what just happened for,
1: I don't know why but for some reason she likes to sleep in the closet so we put her yeah. bed in the closet and she likes to sleep in the because closet
0: because neglect is her homeostasis
1: Yeah. so when you think about it there's one on my side there's one in the middle at the foot of the bed and then there's one and on the other the side and
0: then there's the less loved one in the closet
1: right exactly <laughs> So, what happened the other night was... She sleeps in a closet. <laughs> what happened the other night was Buffy uh, got out of her little contained area, and she was wandering around. And at some point, Roxy got annoyed that she was wandering around. So, Roxy got in her bed, in Buffy's bed. So, she went over and got in Buffy's bed. And so, I heard Buffy wandering around, and I'm like, oh, that's, she's got to lay down. She's got to lay down. So, I thought, well, maybe there's something wrong. So, I, I got up. I didn't turn the light on, but I picked her up. And I go to put her in her bed, and all of a sudden I hear, nah, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and it's Roxy who's laying in the bed who I just tried to put Buffy at like all right yeah, on top. top of her. And I was like, what the hell are you doing? They're supposed to be in the closet. Yeah. And so I had to put Buffy down and pick Roxy up and put her back in the closet, and, put, and then Buffy laid down and went to sleep.
0: What happens – I want to continue to compare lifestyle because, like, when a child throws up in our house – It kickstarts. You know, like remember those robots in the Mm -hmm. Mary Melody's cartoons that would come out and sweep up the floor. Oh, God! it kind of does that like Wally kind of thing. Like if a child throws up, there's a a sequence, a machine gets activated in my wife and I. And Mm -hmm. like my her job is to tend to the child because she's maternal. My job is to then strip the bed and get it started in the washer Mm -hmm. and then put the new sheets on. Is there a similar kind of dynamic when somebody throws up?
1: Yes. But really? what happened, well, we have mostly wood floors, so the lucky, lucky part yeah. is we're not really dealing with it's easy to clean up.
0: And the volume is less than with a human eye.
1: Yes, when somebody throws up, and that's usually Buffy, She it takes her a while to throw it up, so you know it's coming. And as this happens... People
0: can't see the rocking motion. And, and as it
1: happens, uh, Roxy comes running over to her. Like looking at her like, Oh, what's wrong? What's wrong? And princess comes over really angry, like, Why are you getting the attention away from me? And then she throws up all over the place. And then if I don't move fast enough, Roxy's <laughs> gonna be trying to lick it up. Oh. Princess just was it like looks at it and, and is like oh. Princess looks at it and goes, What the hell is that? I'm getting out of here? Oh. And then she'll go away. But yeah no that's that part like, you
0: don't have to worry about with kids. They're not <laughs> usually trying to eat it. Oh.
1: So you got to be quick because like I said, Roxy will eat anything. That's awesome.
0: <laughs> I'm sorry if I took us off track.
1: No no, that was good. I wanted to talk to you a little bit about Buffy and Princess and Roxy anyway. <laughs> you even said her name last <laughs> <I know>. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I've been so focused on Buffy <laughs> lately just because you know I come home every day it's like I said it, I don't know what happens. There's only two of them that greet me at the door now when I get home, and it's Roxy and it's Princess. And so I know Buffy's there. She's probably upstairs sleeping because that's where she usually is, but she can't really can't hear anymore, So, and she's 19. Yeah, she's 402 in dog So at some point, year. I'm going to come home, and she'll either have hopefully died peacefully in her sleep, but that walk up the stairs to see if she's there <laughs> breathing is kind of scary every day.
0: I don't mean to take us st- down a dark path, too, but like- at this point, because she's been around for so long, is there any ounce of you that is kind of relieved, if, especially if it happens peacefully? Like you come home, if or it happens, is it going to be like a...
1: I'll still oh! be really you know upset. I mean? Yeah, I'll still be really upset. Only because she's sort of the last real clo- like, connection to my mother-in-law, because she mm. was very much my mother-in-law's dog. So that's a hard. That's going to be a hard thing. I mean, I'm expecting it. I'm not not yeah. expecting it. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Put her down at some point. And so I've been looking for the signs that, you know, as things get worse, that I'll have to make that decision. I'm hoping that, that someday she'll just go to sleep and then I'll go over one and she'll you no, know, not wake just up. Being, yeah. I just think that would be the best way. Yeah. It's never happened that way for me before in the past with a dog. So I'm not, you know... I'm hoping that'll happen but I I don't think it will it'll happen that way. I think I'll have to make a decision. And it gets it gets easier. I don't want to say it gets easier to make that decision, but as you see the decline and that it's harder for her to walk or, but she's still happy at moments. So you have to, you know, you take the good with the bad and you just have to go day by day. Yeah, it's a weird responsibility
0: out. that you have as a yeah. pet owner.
1: Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. I mean, there was this story the other day about this guy who had this, uh, I think, 17-year-old little Italian greyhound in London. And he knew he was he was going to put him down. And he put it up on Facebook that he was taking the last walk through the park and come and join me and so-and-so for the last walk through the park. And a bunch of people showed up and they showed him walking around with the dog and, you know, taking him through the park the last time. And then you go and put him down. And that's hard. Like, it's hard for me to make an appointment to go do it. Even though I know that you know, eventually there'll be a time where I'll know. I mean, I'll know eventually. You just you wonder if if you if it's the right time. Yeah, (laughs) I thought it was going to happen a couple months ago. Right, that's what I I thought too. When you had a couple really hard days with her when she was having seizures, but she hasn't had one since. And that
0: that dog is reptilian, man. For her to be around this long,
1: yeah, she's uh, yeah, she's. People are surprised when I tell her when I tell them how old she is.
0: Yeah, when you showed a video recently of her kind of like bouncing around, like. Plain. She
1: surprises you. Yeah. There's been a couple times she's fallen. Like, my husband and I were sitting down on the couch, and there's, a like, a flight of stairs, maybe eight stairs that go from, like, the landing from upstairs to the bathroom down where we were sitting. And we are sitting there watching TV. All of a sudden, she comes flying down the stairs. Like, literally, like, I, she fell all the way down the stairs and then just got up like nothing. <laughs> and we just sat there. Oh, what the she- hell was that? She – how the hell did that – what did she fly? Like, how did that happen?
0: I hope it's okay that I laugh because that's really funny. It, it, just...
1: it was the, in in a in a quick moment, terrifying, and then incredulous. Like we were both like, "What the hell was that? What just happened?" But it was very scary for a moment. Oh, I bet. Yeah. Anyway. So yeah, Thanksgiving. Hey. Oh, you know what's coming up next week is our pasta Yes. Yeah. So. We're doing. For those of you who don't know, we do this uh, pasta every year for Katarina's Club. We've done it for the last six years. It's and by we, weeks. Michelle
0: is too modest to say her. She's Just the stop. one who puts all this stuff together. I'm all not of the our, one no, who started no, sh- it. Sh- sh- Daddy's talking. Uh, it, all of our personalities come out, and they do their shows at the venue, and they, they use their celebrity, their listenership to spread the word, yes. but Michelle is the driving force and the organizer and kind of the glue that holds it all together.
1: Well, thank you. I appreciate it. If that. there's
0: one place where you should at least be celebrated, in my opinion, it should be on the Producer Michelle podcast.
1: Well, thank you very much. It's the truth. <laughs> so we do this for um, Katerina's Club, which is a, a, a little charity that was not so little, but a charity started by Chef Bruno Serrato, who owns the Anaheim White House uh, restaurant down in Anaheim, which I've known about for years because I grew up, you know, I went to high school there, actually had my prom dinner there. And then <clears> – <throat> excuse me – and then we did a broadcast from there back in – I want to say 97 when Clinton was doing his uh, Monica Lewinsky testimony because it looks like the White House. And we did a big play, um, like a parody of what would be happening at the moment that Clinton was giving his testimony That on the morning of that day. We were down there doing a broadcast. Um, and then several years later, I heard about this restaurateur in Orange County who even during the recession – had mortgaged his own home so he could feed these local kids. And I was like, wow, that sounds familiar. And found out, yes, it was the same White House and the same restaurateur who was doing this. And I called Bruno and I said, hey, do you remember us? And he said, yeah, I remember you guys. I said, well, listen, we want to help you get the word out as to what you're doing. At the time, he was feeding 300 kids at a couple of boys and girls clubs down in, in Anaheim. And we had him on the air with Handel. And uh, we Handel you know, was talking about what he was doing. And at the very end of the interview, Handel said, hey, if you want to help Bruno out, send us a check, and we'll make sure Bruno gets the check. And at the time, they weren't a 501c3 charity. He was just getting started out. And we started getting checks, and after about six weeks, we had like $80,000. Holy crap. And and that's when I realized we got to do something bigger. And so I said, next year, let's do a broadcast, like a live broadcast. we got all the hosts out there for the entire day, 5 a.m. to 10 p.m., and we're all out there broadcasting live. And what happened was the word got around to the community, obviously – And people started taking part. They bring down pasta. They bring down sauce. They bring down cash donations. They come pay with their credit card, whatever. And it's just turned into such a big thing. So, I mean, over the course of five years, we've raised more than a million dollars for them. They are now officially, well, they have been for several years, an official 501c3 charity. Um, So it is a tax-deductible donation. Every penny you donate for this event on Thursday, December 1st, goes to the charity no administration fees are taken out we have done that from day one because it was very important to us to you know make sure that all the donations even on on a regular day if you donate to katarina's club i think their admin fees are maybe five percent which is great because you know most of your money's going to the charity because there's so many times you donate to charity and maybe 30 percent or 40 percent of what you actually donate actually gets to the people that need it it's very different with uh, katarina's club and so this year we're doing our sixth annual pasta-thon. It's Thursday, December 1st. If you want to help, what you can do is we have – if you can't make it that day, we have 37 drop-off locations throughout Southern California that you can go and see, um, and you can drop off pasta and sauce. Or if you're in Orange County, the Smart and Final locations in Orange County are doing these special $10 grab-and-go bags. So you go and you pay the $10. bucks. it has got 11 pounds of pasta and sauce in it, and they'll deliver it for you. So all you have to do is you have to register, pay the $10 bucks. And say, hey, I want to donate to Katarina's Club, and they'll send they do a the donation. Rest. They do the rest for you, or just come out and see us that day. Um, so all the information is at KFIM640.com keyword pastathon. You'll see the drop off locations, the smart and final locations. You can donate right online. It's fantastic. It's really so amazing to see the generosity. I mean, I know our listeners are generous. You know, they're incredibly generous. But it's so amazing to see it that day to start the day, and you saw it last year with nothing out front or maybe 10 pounds, 15 pounds of pasta and sauce that we've brought or whatever, and to see it grow over the day. And at some point during the day, they actually have to pack it up and take it away to go store it so that it could grow up again. I mean, it's really – I think last year, the one-day total last year was $274,000 and uh, 60,000 pounds of pasta and sauce.
0: Now, Handel always says, but I keep forgetting the number, what's the percentage of that overall year – of I, that food that comes in from us.
1: The from us uh, this event is the majority of what he he needs for the whole year to feed. Now he's feeding 1800 kids five nights a week. And in in 15 locations in 22 cities, you know, it's it just it, 15 cities in 22 locations. So what we what we raise that day will almost feed every but all the kids that he needs to feed for the whole year um which is a fantastic thing because it's hard you know there's sometimes when the you know business is down and he was doing this out of his pocket for a really really long time and taking it you know out of the business to go feed these kids you know he had to do that because he just felt the need to do it and it's expanding bigger and bigger so i would say like all the pasta and sauce that we raised that day will feed the kids for the whole year and in addition to that He's doing – he's getting these kids out of the motels that they're living with their families and back into homes. He's also doing these, these hospitality academies where he takes the kid, the younger kids, and they, they run them through this program to teach them about the restaurant business so that when they're old enough to get a job, they have the skills to get a job.
0: We had one of the kids that had been through his program when he was, I think, mm-hmm. like 8 or 9. Yeah. And he was 16 or something yeah. now. And it was – it's cool because, he, you know, he's – learning some skills to get a job and, ch- and turn his life around. You know, you can change somebody's family tree. Yeah,
1: it's like Bruno says, there's three things you do. You feed them when they're hungry because they don't get three square meals a day if they're living in a motel in Orange County. And not because of drug use or whatever. No. It's because, you know, somebody lost their job and they couldn't hang on to the apartment or the the. Home. Or L.A.
0: is an expensive it's place, a place to, to live. live. Yeah. yeah, it's an
1: expensive place to live. So you feed them. You put them back into a home environment where they they – feel confident it's their home and and it it fosters a different sense of you know uh, getting out there and doing what you need to do every day versus living in a motel and then you give them the skills they need so that the cycle can stop so that they can even if they lose their job here they could go get another job somewhere else you know what I mean so he has this kind of three point plan and and it's just getting bigger and bigger every year it's harder and harder <laughs> to do it every year just because it gets so big. I mean, I'm glad to see it growing. Yeah. The it's a Club quality chapters, problem, but... Yeah. They're growing outside of LA and Orange County. They're going into other states. They're going into other countries. I think they have a Katarina's Club chapter in Italy. He just did a big thing for the earthquake victims in Italy, you know, because they had those devastating earthquakes and one town was completely wiped off the map basically. And so he had a fundraiser to raise money for them, but it's, it's an amazing event. If you get a chance to come out and see it, we'll be out there Thursday, December 1st. And if you don't get to see it, make sure to hang out on our Facebook page because we're going to do a lot of Facebook Live stuff. Oh, that's
0: good. Cool. That's new this year. So you'll be able year. to
1: see it. It's new this year. We're gonna, You'll be able to see what we're doing out there. The best thing in the world is when a little kid comes up and, and he brings you a jar of a pasta sauce and a a box of pasta, and says he bought it with his lunch money or whatever, and he wants to help the other kids. It's an amazing thing. And for those of you who say, does he just feed pasta to the kids every night? Shut up. Yes. Listen, kids like pasta. I like pasta.
0: And he actually talks about how if pasta is cooked correctly, it's very healthy. It's, he talked about that last year.
1: Yes, and what he does with the with the uh, sauce, for those that don't know, is that he, he blends a lot of vegetables in it. So kids are getting a lot of vegetables. They don't even know it because it still tastes really good not like my husband like that's how i have to trick my husband to eat stuff and
0: when kids are hungry they're not the ones that you got to be worried about carb right. loading yeah, you know exactly. what i mean that's not oh that's that that not like he's too.
1: feeding you know he doesn't feed them two pounds of pasta every night they get portioned i do it right it's yeah it's portion control just nutritionally balanced <laughs> that's
0: another reason to come just to hear yeah. bruno talk it's, he said
1: bruno he does sound just like that
0: yeah I tell you, Michelle, it's so much fun. I come to you. And I am out there
1: all day, 5 a.m. to 10 p.m. I'm out there for the entire day. Thankfully, Bruno feeds me. so I can make it through the day. Got a carbo load in the middle of the day to make it through. <laughs> so you could see John Cobelt in a robe for a $1,000 yes. donation. Oh, my God. I love that idea.
0: Are we really going to let Handel uh, kiss somebody's butt or did that get kiboshed? We
1: might, ha- we might have to do that. Oh, that's, that's so
0: – I really but like that.
1: If you want to see one of the things we did last year, if you go to Handel's Instagram page at Bill Handel Show, you see John Cobelt in a robe because a listener came by and said – if John puts on this robe with nothing underneath it, I'll donate a thousand bucks. <laughs> he's like, All right. All right. So he goes into the bathroom, he comes out, he's got he's wearing a robe, his tennis <laughs> he's shoes got a glass. with a tan line and holding a glass of wine. <laughs>
0: that guy's great. It was awesome. <laughs> I'll take a bath with someone. I'm okay. talking to you, Lisa. <laughs> Got, or anybody.
1: We're going to have some fun auction stuff. We're going to mention that probably next week. So just look at the page. Go to kfim 640com keyword pastathon and check it out cuz it's going to be some fun auction stuff. Now I want to get to this thing too. Oh. yeah, Justin is funny. <laughs> <laughs> For those of you who don't already know, <laughs> Justin's really funny.
0: Oh, come on. And before
1: he came to work with us, Justin did a little thing called stand-up comedy. What? Pardon me? <laughs> he did a little thing called stand-up. And that's what you did for the longest time. Like, that, that was your living. That was your career. Yes, that's and how it, I paid it, my mortgage, and as you, they say. T- and it took you away from your family for several weeks out of the month.
0: Three to four weeks out of every month, Which I was gone on the road.
1: Has got to be really, really tough. It was sucked. When it made me depressed,
0: kids. and that's why. It's interesting because Handel's, I think, impression. At least when I first got here, Handel's impression was that I failed at comedy, and that's why I ended up here. No, but, but
1: you were pretty successful. You yeah, did, you I mean, I a, wasn't. I, nobody was living.
0: beating down my door to give me a sitcom. But I was, yeah, I was making. You had a living. regular
1: gigs. Yeah, you, you were making a really great living. Mm-hmm. You had CDs and DVDs. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. I get played
0: as well, not so much now, but I was getting played uh, uh, as much as Dane Cook and Daniel Tosh on yeah. Satellite Radio. So,
1: see, there's you're very, very successful, making a good living at it. And nobody knew this, but, <laughs> but Justin would tell me sometimes, despite making this great living, it's, it's I mean, comedy is a tough world. And sometimes you would be in the, uh, the motel, yes. a little depressed. Yes. Bag of Cheetos. Yes. Maybe a couple burgers. Yes. On the bed watching. Some pay per view movie? It's all coming back. <laughs> <laughs> but one of the reasons why you took the job here was so you kind of had a regular thing. You didn't have to be away from home.
0: It was to be home with my from family. My, yeah. Which that's was. That's exactly. And I like doing radio. When I was on the road, I, every manager always told me you were the only comic who comes to town who's excited to get up and do morning radio. Look and I you. loved it every time I went.
1: Well, that's good. Yeah. So now you are, and you still do comedy, not as much right now because you can't travel. You yeah. can't travel as much. But you are going to be headlining locally right here in downtown Burbank. Baboo!
0: Flappers Comedy Club. Yes. Come on, that's the best and worst name for a
1: comedy club. <laughs> and you're going to be there December 9th and 10th. Mm-hmm. And we're going to come out and see you. You're going to do your show. Yep. And listen, if you don't already know that Justin's funny, if you even just search his name, Justin Warsham, on YouTube, there are a bunch of funny uh, stand up comedy bits that you did. One of my favorites is The Parents of the Party. Yes. Oh. This is one of my favorite – like if you ha- you got – oh, my God. And that's one of the old ones. Thing. The newer oh. stuff
0: is – the stuff that you would see at the show is, in my opinion, even better and funnier. And I've got about three or four new bits that I've never done before. Oh, this is going to be awesome. Yeah. So it'll, I think I really – here's the thing. I know it sounds wildly arrogant, but if there's one thing I know that I can do at this point in my life – I, you could give me a room full of strangers, and I can make them laugh solid for 45 minutes.
1: And anybody who's been to the Handle Anniversary Show knows that because they got a very little taste of what your yeah, I did 10 stand-up minutes, did. Yeah. You did 10 minutes, and even 10 minutes. I mean, I was on the floor in, oh, in right, the back right. laughing, but you are hilarious. So I can't Thank wait. You. It's going to be a lot of fun.
0: Thank you. Yeah, please come out. Uh, I would love to, and please come say I listen to producer Michelle podcast. That's why I'm here. Even if you come see us at the Anaheim White House, I would I would like that.
1: Yeah, come on out. So to find out more information on uh, Justin, then go to kfim 640com keyword Justin, mm-hmm. and you'll see it's also on our Facebook page, and I've tweeted it a bunch of times. Thank you for that. Um, we'll probably do it again. But go by the tickets are only twenty bucks. I mean, they're twenty bucks. It's right here in Burbank. He's doing two shows on Friday night, two, two, two shows, shows Friday,
0: two shows Saturday. They also I just recently learned this. You if you have have a Groupon deal mm-hmm. for flappers. All you do is get the group on and then you call them and give them the voucher, and you can get a Groupon deal oh, as well. Boom! Yeah. Oh, so that's there's lots awesome. of discounts out there too. If the twenty bucks thing is a rough thing for you, oh, that's cool. Yeah,
1: twenty bucks isn't rough.
0: No, shouldn't that's
1: be. Good, shouldn't be. You get a lot it's of comedy packed into it's twenty bucks. Worth it. What I what's and be funny? I guarantee
0: your ticket. If you show up there and you did not have a good time, I will refund your money personally.
1: He might be crying. When he no, money. it's
0: never happened. Never I've had happened. that guarantee for as long as I've been headlining comedy clubs. Well, and I've funny. never Exactly.
1: Because you're, funny. you're exactly. funny. Exactly. It's guaranteed, people. <laughs> you can't get better than that. Although it will be funny. I'll, I don't think we're going on the same night, but Handel's going one night, and I'm going the next night. Uh, and I kind of wish I'd be there when Handel's there because he's going to oh, okay. try to heckle you, I'm sure.
0: Oh, that's fine. He can.
1: It's going to be funny to see. Oh, my God. That so
0: funny. <laughs> Michelle just went to a Never Never Land. you will put him
1: down in his place. This is not your house, Handle. It's mine. Comedy Club is my My house.
0: first – I'll tell you right now, just in case it happens, my first joke will be, if he heckles me, would go, did Michelle write that for you?
1: <laughs> I love it. Oh, it's going to be awesome. So, yeah, so go to the website, K- KFIM640.com, keyword justin. Or keyword producer Michelle. You can find Justin's stuff. You can find my stuff. Um, What did you do on the Dad Podcast this week?
0: This week, I had a conversation with a guy who is uh, Steve King from uh, Classic Rock Station. I used to do a weekly bit, and we talked about teenagers and dating and also about manginas. (laughs) What's up?
1: How far away are you from having a teenager?
0: I am five years away from having a teenager.
1: The mangina thing sounds interesting. That yeah, sounds we interesting talk about it.
0: movies that make us cry. We have we kind of went tangential and spent some time on uh, rocking our manginas, and uh, so if you want to hear two grown men talk about what makes them weep,
1: sometimes you're easy to cry.
0: I'm very easy to cry. That's part of the joke. I cry, I'll tell you one of them. I cried at Blue Steel, <laughs> the the robot fighting movie.
1: Oh, okay. Wait a minute. I thought you meant what's his name's the the look. Who, what's up? What, what's that? Ben Stiller movie, Zoolander. Zoolander, Isn't yes. Isn't that Blue Steel when he looks Oh, like he's got blue eyes?
0: I don't know. I
1: think it's the Blue Steel look. Listen, <laughs> thinking, Are you crying at Zoolander? No,
0: I didn't cry at Zoolander. Very <laughs> few comedies make me cry. But I don't know. It's not like a boo-hoo cry. No, it's no. A, <laughs> eyes well up in almost every movie. Are, Iron Man 2 got me. Well,
1: yeah. I Lots of
0: robot, that. evidently, is my thing. you like robots. No, I don't. It's just, those are the movies that I'm always shocked that it made me cry. But Blue Steel, (laughs) the underdog story, you know, the kind of father-son bonding he has with the underdog Does your wife ever
1: look at you during some of those moments and go, really?
0: Uh, I don't know that she notices. I have not talked to her. Maybe I should talk to her even on the podcast. Does she
1: ever make fun of you for crying?
0: uh, She's once or twice. Not a lot. (laughs)
1: I'm not trying but, to i be-
0: uh, listen, no, I'm serious. It is one of my deepest, darkest fears is mm-hmm. that she doesn't look at me and find me – like I find her unbelievably attractive and I think she's absolutely awesome even though a lot of stuff she does drives me nuts, right? Right. But one of my deepest, darkest fears is that she looks at me and just –
1: Oh, stop.
0: And, no, but here's the thing. I'm not seeking, looking out for – a. Co- but I'm saying what if she looks at me and goes, this is it. <laughs> this is what I –
1: you're adorable. I Justin. mean, before me, she
0: had a guy who did Latin dance. Like that was yeah, the guy those, she was dating before me in high school. But those guys, he was an asshole. Yeah,
1: that they're usually assholes, and they're they're intellectually. I'm stunted. very
0: romantic. Uh it's I, funny. I'm funny as all get out. Even though she doesn't think so, she thinks I'm an asshole. My
1: husband th- like says the same thing about me.
0: Yeah. Oh, you're hilarious.
1: And no, no, he because I I think he's the funniest person in the world. Right. And so he loves that but then like he'll say at work you know this stuff is like i'm killing at work and now i'm home and you like you're not laughing anything? You're not giving I'm like, anything? i've i've heard it for i don't know how many years <laughs> like i do still think you're funny sometimes <laughs> i like it when you make comments during real housewives of new jersey but sometimes i want you just shut the hell up like <laughs> so i can watch real housewives of new jersey
0: new jersey why
1: i think that came up cuz the guy domi thing before oh i adore him he's the best guy domi is so Hilarious! Where is he?
0: <laughs> Pardon me. There he is.
1: Pardon me. <laughs> it was so funny. I don't know if I told you this. But the other day, I was uh, on Friday. I felt like uh, some emotional food connection. What's up? And so I was. I was uh, making uh, the gravy, the Sunday gravy on Friday. Pardon me. And I was, <laughs> and I, I sent out a tweet oh. at Prod Michelle where I said, "Hey Gaia Dami, making the Sunday gravy on Friday," and I hashtagged, "How about those balls?" Because I showed, you I showed a picture yeah. of the meatballs and stuff, and he, he retweeted it. was like, come on!
0: <laughs> he calls you Michelle QB, which He's is my favorite Quby. thing. And Mich- producer Michelle QB! I
1: love him. He is so much fun. He's the best. All right, so uh, go to thedadpodcast.com so Please. you can hear about Manginas. Yep. Um, and you can follow Justin on Twitter at KFI Justin. You can follow me on Twitter at ProdMichelle. And uh I had this uh, funny little conversation with Hubby the other day. Hot. Hashtag conversations with hubby, which was about um. It's see, sometimes he's a dummy, my husband, and it, <laughs> I happened to see a recipe in a magazine for deviled eggs that had bacon in it, and I was like, Ooh, look, deviled eggs with bacon! I'm making that for Thanksgiving. He's like, Oh, I don't really like deviled eggs, and I said, Are you, what you you like deviled eggs? And he goes, No, I don't really like deviled eggs because of the mustard. And I said, what do you mean mustard? I don't put mustard in the deviled eggs. I've never made it with mustard. I make it with mayo and a little bit of relish and some salt and pepper. And I'll throw some bacon in there this time. And he goes, well, what we'll makes it yellow? Oh, boy. And I said, um, dummy the yolk <laughs> makes it yellow. And he, was, and he was, It was one of those things where he didn't really think about it. And yeah. he was just walked away like.
0: To be fair, he doesn't have to think a lot
1: <laughs> when he's
0: married to you. You do a lot of problem solving for him. And that's not I a dig too. on him. I'm just saying.
1: Anyway. Follow a uh, Princess on Instagram at PGKTheChi. You can see uh, pictures of all the children.
0: Except for Roxy.
1: There are, You know what's funny is if you look at the Instagram, you see all these pictures. And this happens in life, too. First kid, baby book is totally filled out. All pictures of the kids, the oldest kid. Middle kid, baby book is half filled out. And there's a lot of pictures with them, of the older kid. Youngest kid, my baby book, not filled out at all. There's hardly any pictures of me as a child.
0: Don't even know your first word.
1: Exactly. Same thing with the dogs. You see lots of princess, (laughs) a lot of Buffy, not so many of Roxy. (laughs) Only because Roxy does not like to have her picture taken. That's funny. She had surgery, by the way, did I tell you? No. Yeah, she had that big, did I show you that big lump she had on her shoulder? She had a big giant cyst on her shoulder that wouldn't go away, and it kept getting bigger and bigger, and we were afraid it was going to burst, so we had to have it removed. And she's fine. I mean, she had the surgery. She's fine. She's got a big old scar, <laughs> But she's, she's good. badass. She's badass now. Got street cred. Anyway, that's it. So, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Come out to the Postathon next week. Go see Justin at the comedy club. Thank Come you. and join us because we will have tons of fun, and he guarantees the show. Damn it. And I just want you to remember one thing. You is smart. You are kind you see you next week yes. everybody and today won't mean a